the best product features of RP Data CoreLogic, I'm told by agents that they use, is the Prospector tab, where it shows what listings have been on the market for 60 days or more. Um, and this creates a fantastic um, list of potential vendors that may be going through their second round of interviewing an agent because they haven't had success with the first one. And yep. in various parts of Australia, we've seen the marketplace where days on market have increased. Can you share a little bit about um, that aspect of RP Data Core Logic? Yeah, so we recognised that as a business, we were seen as a CMA tool. Right? And I know, I mean, that might be debunking our product a little bit, but for a long time, people just saw us as a CMA tool. What is a CMA? It's part of the pre-listing presentation. And we recognize that that's not where we want to be. We want to help agents actually win listings. And to win listings, we also need to help them find listings. So we created that prospector tool, and it's got three, three buttons on it. The, the first button is those listings over 60 days. Yeah. And one of the top REB agents, uh, the REB 100 agents, Michael Doran, he used that to find a property that had been six months listed. He achieved, he then used time and market, and he, and he stole, stole that listing. I don't think he stole that listing. You know, if his agent hasn't sold for six months, it's, it's, it's ripe for yeah. picking. Picked it up, and he sold it in 21 days. So it's a great tool to find those listings that have been you know, on the market for a long time. But the other two buttons, the one is withdrawn listings. There's a ton of listings out there that, sold, that tried to sell last year or the year before and didn't sell. So you can click a button and get a list of all click those a button, list within all a postcode or within a exactly. suburb. Postcode or suburb. And you can find out all those properties that tried to list and didn't. That's beautiful intelligence. You tried to sell it for this price, you didn't succeed, and you withdrew it from the market. How long did it take? Who were your agent? Johnny, in our time, think about the manual process that agents used to have to do. They would create a, a piece of paper and they would be driving around the street saying, week one, it's still on the market. Week two, it's on the market. Mm -hmm. We've got technology now with the press of a button that is telling you who's been on the market for 60 days, what property hasn't had activity for 100 days, which could be a withdrawn listing. Exactly. So there's some amazing tools with press of a button that is giving you um, people to call. Because everyone complains, who do I call? Who do I call? And what we're saying is that you can have an equal um, call list given to you with the press of a button. Exactly. And the remarkable thing, and this is just for Eric, just I won't say this again, only 10% of our users use those tools. 10% Now, that's not use... extra fees. You don't pay more for those. Is that just they, they don't know about it? They... I think it's a disciplined thing. I think they're used to doing business that the way they've always done business, so they haven't stepped up. So you've got a, you've got a, a button on your RP data site that's worth gold, that's worth arguably. I mean, Alex Phillips said the other day he'd pay $100,000 for a list of open house sheets if he could go and get them from other agents, or he's, they're worth $100,000. Um, same thing with that button, in a sense, if, if you said, well, I'll tell you everything that's 60 days overdrawn or everything that, that was withdrawn, you could put a dollar number on that that could be in the tens or exactly. hundreds of thousands. And back to your earlier question, John, that's exactly what I would do. When, if I started out in real estate, I'd take that button, I'd click it, I'd go and speak to the 30 or 40 people who have withdrawn their listings in the last two years and say, I can relist your property. In most areas, the market's gone up, so I'm probably going to get you the price you expected last year and didn't achieve. Now you're more, much more likely to achieve it. Right. Interesting. I love, um, Greg, one of the things that Phil Harris um, said in his outstanding talk is that on a Saturday afternoon or a Saturday evening, you can actually provide a market commentary of what's happened in the marketplace that day. I know that RP Data, CoreLogic, provides auction results 
for um, most of the capital cities and you do a very uh, outstanding job of getting those results uh, covered. When, when, where do those results, um, when, when's the final time that they come out to people? When do people get access to it? Because one of the things that I see great agents doing is becoming the Google of their marketplace, where they, they ring up potential vendors that they've got on their database and saying, hey, I want to let you know this is what happened in real estate today. Um, you give out auction results when? So we get, um, by 6 o'clock on a Saturday evening, we've collated pretty much all the, all the auction results for the country. So we've got a massive team that just phones constantly and gets some live feedback as well. In some, some, some parts of the country, we actually send people out to the auctions because we know we need to get that data and we want to get that data. That's then published in the News Limited papers on the, on the Sunday and it's on REA. So REA sends out that auction list off to different... different um, the consumers, people have subscribed to them on the, on the Sunday, and it's available to all the agents as well at the same time. So a lot of agents are coming to us and saying, we love it on a Monday morning. We come in and we can see the auction results for our area on the Monday morning. And if you've drawn your territory, your, your thousand properties, you can do auction results for that territory. So you can become your own little news channel because you can say, for my territory, this is the auction clearance rate. Greg, big data. We hear a lot of big data. Most people actually don't even know what it means. What is your definition or how do you explain big data and the importance it's going to play in our world and industry in the future? So the way I like to explain big data is, let's go, go 20, like 15 years ago. The first time big data was used was in, um, in Walmart in the US when they noticed that nappies and beer was being sold at the same time. So one of the very first things, they took every single basket, and in retail, a basket is whatever you purchase when you walk out the front, and they noticed that far more nappies and beer were sold together than would be randomly ex expected, and that normally happened on a Friday. And it became very obvious then that dads, young dads, were not going out because they've got young children, so they would go as part of the grocery run and they'd buy nappies and, big, and, and beer. And so they put nappies and beer close to each other, and their sales went up between 5 and 10%, which right. in a store like Walmart is. So for me, that's the first example of yeah. big data. Look across it. What's happening now is all of the big companies in Australia are starting to pool their data. So you may have seen Data Republic, which is a, a, a little startup. They're starting to get Qantas' rewards points. They're getting data out of Westpac, um, NAB as well, and they're getting a whole bunch of data about what you do correlating that and coming up with even more spectacular insights. Now, the big one that I'm, that I'm almost nervous about but really happy to be working with is a company called Quantium. And Quantium has taken what you, look, what you watch on Foxtel. So they actually know what you watch on Foxtel. They know how long you watch it. They know when you switch channels. They've taken that. They've added in what you spent on your NAB credit card. So they know what you're buying and when you're buying it and what you've done in Woolworths if you use a Woolworths store card. So they can correlate those three pieces of information. They then add our data so they know what you, where you've lived and how long you've lived there. This is all anonymized, by the way, but it's still there. Um, and they're starting to pull on your online behavior, where you're looking at on, the, on websites. The combination of all of that gives them a really good ability to actually work out what you're going to do next. Right. Good example, if your average shopping cart is, say, $400 and you're buying for teenagers and suddenly it drops to $200... Have your kids left home? Are you likely to list the property, right? They can do that. So right? in every community, I think on average, about 6 or 7% move each year. So what you're saying is with big data and companies like Quantium, you may be able to predict which 6 or 7%, exactly. which of course is the list that every agent wants, so they can get on the shopping list and they can start 
you know, connecting with and, and uh, marketing to these people. Exactly. And that's what I think about big data. Big data is not something we have to know or learn. Big data is something that gives us that, sh- that, that, that rifle shoot, right? So you start off with a scattergun, you phone 100 people at random, now they tell you, phone these 10. You get the same number of listings out of phoning 10 than you would out of phoning 100. Right, that also means you can spend a lot more time with that 10. You can go and door knock them, you can run specific reports for them. It just makes you much more efficient. What's exciting, and also a bit scary, I think, is not that big data is going to disrupt real estate. I don't think it's going to disrupt the real estate agent. I think it's going to disrupt the underperformers. Yeah. I think that the good are going to get better, and the poor are just going to disappear. Which is one of the questions I wanted to ask you yeah, before sorry, we got to all, what does the future hold? Like a crystal ball, we're looking into the future. What is that? Is it that rifle shotgun approach to know where to pitch to the buyers to get them into a property sooner yes. rather than later? For me, I think the future is going to be that. It's going to be you know who to pitch to, you know what to say to them, because we all have different ways in which we need to be communicated to. So who to pitch to, what to say to them, and even when to say it. So increasingly, Big Data is also saying, you know, Greg Dickerson does these things at these times. Don't phone him at 9 on a Monday morning because he's going to be flat out. Phone him at 4.30. That's the time to speak to him. That's when he's open. Greg, was it your data point? I was just seeing here, Tom gave me some stats yesterday around uh, almost 40% of vendors expect an agent to stay in touch after, which is interesting because I reckon the number is much less than, than 40% that actually do stay in touch, maybe 10 or 20% if lucky, they're the organised ones, but uh, have you got any other facts like that or statistics that you think could be relevant? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question, John. So we, um, we ran the perceptions of real estate, we went out to vendors who'd recently worked with, uh, with, with agents. Good news, hugely different to, you know, you, you do those average surveys out there and real estate agents don't come up very well. People who've recently worked with a real estate agent, they love them. Right. But the amazing thing was about 65% would refer their real estate agent. They would actually give references to them. But as you're saying, only about 20% stay in contact. So what you're doing there is you're walking away from somebody who's one of your biggest advocates. They like you, they're prepared to reference you, but you're not staying in contact. And probably spending tens of thousands of dollars a year letterbox dropping, trying to find new ones, when you could have spent tens of minutes a week on, on the phone. Keeping up, sending. Keeping in touch with people. Yeah, interesting. I know we haven't got much time left, but I would just say the last question. The last question is this perceptions report, which, by the way, I think anyone that hasn't seen that report, it is a free report. It's a free report. Yeah. How do they? How do they get that? So I think it's on the stand. Okay, it is on the stand. Go to the Um, CoreLogic CoreLogic stand. stand. Yeah. And you, we'll also send you a soft copy. So if you just send something on a phone out call centre, we're more than happy to send you a soft copy. Yeah, because one of to me one of the things that. Uh, comes out of that report is 58% of vendors chose their agent after seeing them at an open house. And I find that uh, um, not a surprising result. Matty LaHood, the sales director of of the McGrath operation, said to me, Tom, just imagine you treated every person that walked into your open house as someone that was interviewing you um, because they were thinking of selling what would you do differently and would you have a 4pm energy that you had at 9am energy at your first open if you knew that that was the game that was being played? Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why we've just released the new mobile app because we recognise that an agent now needs to be on the move, responsive. You come into an open home, you say, can you come to my house to have a look? You've got to be so on the ball. You've got to know what they, what they last bought the house for, what it sold for, how long it's been on the market. Whether, you know, you've got to know all of those stats. That's why we've made it mobile. Because you recognise the agent of the future is mobile, but also they're authentic. And I think that's the other thing. When you're standing at an open home, you're the same person that did the listing. 
So you're not two different people. Yeah. Uh, you know, who, what you say about the price and what it should achieve should be the same thing to the buyer and the seller, right? It's Greg, one of them, just finally, observation, and it's a compliment, but I mean, I think we all use RP data. If we don't, we should. But I love the fact that guys like Tim Lawless and you go beyond the data and you try and make it um, meaningful and relevant. Uh, otherwise, it's lots of stats and facts and figures. But, you know, you're actually going out there and you're trying to help the industry understand this and then select the right bits. So, I mean, a credit to you. And uh, thank you for today. I mean, we'll be airing this live. So those that couldn't make Eric this year will hear this podcast. And uh, we encourage them to go to your website, download the report or contact their local manager so they can get a, a PDF of the report. Exactly. And if you feel you're not growing, ask us how and we can help you with the growth side. That's, that's our mission. Our mission is to give you more listings. Perfect. Greg Dixon, thanks for being here. Big round of applause. Thanks, thank guys. you. Thanks.